Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. Overuse. You know, actually, you can dull your edge by overuse. Some of you may be thinking, I've been really going for it this last couple of years, really praying and serving, and, and that's fantastic. But you know, still need to come back to God to be sharpened. Otherwise, overuse can dull us sometimes. It can just blunt us a little bit. Because sometimes we think, I'm really sharp. I'm really helping God out here. That He doesn't need our help. But he involves us, which is wonderful. See, God does the bit he does, and then tells us to do our bit. Spiritual warfare. See, Elijah, the story of Elijah, he was chased by Queen Jezebel. Do you remember that story? Intimidated. He lost perspective under pressure. And under pressure, lots of things can happen in your life. You lose perspective. We can draw back and isolate ourselves. Come away from relationship. We get passive. Stop attending things. Joining with others. We get a bit sad. And God asks us a question. Like he asks Elijah, what are you doing in this cave? What are you doing hiding yourself away? Maybe it's a word for some of you. God says you don't belong there. I want to say if that's you this morning, there's a call on your life. Ooh. I don't know if there is. I'm following Jesus. There's a call on your life. God says to you, there's a positioning for you. Something for you to accomplish with me that no one else can accomplish. So God's got something for you that the person next to you, they can't do that. Because it's not the thing that God's got them for. And even if we're you know, doing stuff together, building church together, doing multi-site planting, we're not all going to be doing the same stuff. We've all got a part to play. What are we doing in the cave? See, God knows the answer. He knew the answer to that question. But he's just getting him to think and pause and think about our life. And I just said, oh God, it's so bad. Everyone's out to get me. I'm the only one left who's been faithful. What's God say? Yeah, you're right. Thanks so much for all your help. I just, I don't know what I'd do without you, Elijah. You have a cake and go and just waft and drift off into the sunset. No, he said, get up, go back and go back and face your assignment. Get up. He did, he did sustain him. He fed him, gave him a drink. Another story. To strengthen him. Say, right, now go back. There's more to do. Other things running through quickly. Loss of joy. Everything feels like a burden. Feel like that? Oh, it feels just like, oh. And our peace goes, and then we're striving, we're not resting. Offense, we can easily get offended, and then bitterness creeps in, and there's unresolved stuff, and we don't like people going near it. And if a church, if someone in the church goes near it, or a leader goes near it, it's better to go somewhere else, because I don't want to face it. But that's not what God has for us. Because there's love and kindness in church with a body that says, look, and the Holy Spirit says, I want to resolve this because I want you to get your edge back because I've got stuff to do. I need you to work in this way. So how do we get it back? How do we get our edge back? You okay? You with me? Good. First of all, know you lost it. See, the ploy of the enemy is to get you to think, you haven't lost your edge, you're fine. By the way, if I'm catching you by eye, I'm not making the point directly to you, okay? I'm just, 
I'm just trying to be inclusive. I mean, let the Holy Spirit do his work. But I'm not singling you out, okay? Or am I? The man cries in the story, alas, I lost it. He was grieved. See, does it grieve me when there's no flow of the Spirit? It feels like something's not right. Is there a sense of the presence of God in your life? Yes. Do you want more of the sense of the presence of God in your life? Yes. Do you know you lost it? How do we get it back? Do what's needed. So, have you lost something for God you once carried? And I want the fire back. I want it back. I want that thing that I was going for. I want the, th- the thing, the promises of God. I want to pick those up again. thing that God has really got passion in my heart for. I want, the f- I want that fire back again. Pray. Ask God to resurrect it. Reach out and take it. And play the part that only you can do. Prayer. This is another way you get it back. Prayer. The man, when he dropped it, the act said he cried out and wanted it back. Ask Jesus to resurrect it. Jesus is in the resurrection game. It's not a game. That's not a thing you can buy. But he's in the resurrection game. He resurrects things. See, this guy, it wasn't his. It was given. It's interesting that the word borrowed can mean something that was longed for or prayed for. It was a gift that was asked for. This guy. That's what it means. It was borrowed. Hey, really like that axe. Yeah, I haven't got an axe. Oh, thank you so much. And I've lost it. Something I really wanted. And I've dropped it. Ask God to resurrect it. See, Elijah has asked the man, where did you lose it? God wants to ask some of us the same question. Where? Where? Where exactly did you lose that edge? When was that? Where was that? Where have you lost a cutting edge? Where did I lose some of that enthusiasm, maybe for Jesus, or passion for the glory of God? I used to sing my heart out on a Sunday morning, and now I just... Something, there's an edge gone somehow, and I feel a bit tired. You know, God wants to restore something this morning. He wants to bless you, because he loves you. As we've heard, he loves you so much. Where did you lose it? Where do we lose our peace? Our love for the kingdom advance of God. Our love for the lost. So ask God. But if not, just stop for a while and you'll know. What happened in my life that caused me to let go of my confidence in God and leaning into him? We're leaning into God. Now, I know that sometimes difficult circumstances, we say the words, we like to say, yes, sir. it really helps me. I lean into God. Do we really? What does that look like? Are we really leaning into God? Or are we leaning into ourselves, hoping God will turn up? So it sounds negative, doesn't it? It's not negative. I'm trying to draw us to the fact that Jesus wants to resurrect something this morning and bring the edge back to some of us that need that. And those of us that don't need that, we need to keep sharpening our edge. So we keep coming back for refreshing and infilling and strengthening. So here we are, the axe sunk, but Elijah, uh, sorry, Elisha, 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 what did he do? He threw a stick in the water. That was weird. He threw a stick in the water. Where the man lost the axe head, 
This is symbolic of the work of the cross. Hallelujah. I want to say this. Wherever you, wherever we have lost something in God, the cross is the place where that failure or that loss, that mistake is paid for and resurrection is possible. I'm going to say that again. Wherever you've lost something in God, the cross is the place where that failure or loss, mistake, etc., is paid for and resurrection is possible. That's Jesus. That's what he's done. That's what he's done. He wants to resurrect something in us. We just come back to the cross. It's there. Something to forgive, Lord. Something to let go of. I'm going to let go of my disappointment. I'm not going to go of just got into this cycle of this habit of being dulled. I'm just going to let go of that because I want something else. I want more of God. Reach out and pick it up. How else do we restore it? We reach out and pick it up. Elisha told the young prophet, pick it up for yourself. The axe head raised, the iron axe head raised, was raised from the dead. <laughs> I says, no, I want, you to, I want you to claim this for yourself. So it's like, isn't that like Jesus? There was no way I could reach him. But he was raised. And all I've got to do is reach out and receive. Isn't that good news? It's wonderful. So good. This is the gospel all the way through this. God did the part only he could do and left the man the part that he could do. It means God gets us involved with him. You feel involved with God? You want to get involved? Sometimes God will tell us to do something stupid and pointless. It feels stupid to us and pointless. You ever had that? And yet, if if we follow him, he can make miracles happen. Who believes in miracles? Who believe? I don't believe in miracles. I believe in a God of miracles. Oh, no, I put my hand up. (laughs) We believe in a God of miracles. We serve a God of miracles, don't we? Want to see some miracles? Want to see signs and wonders and healings? One of people being saved and healed, even just while you're singing to God. No one's prayed for me. I, I came here. I'm, I've been healed. Hey? It's a bit exciting, isn't it, that that could happen? I've got some stories. I won't go into some stories. Amazing stuff that God does. God may speak to us, call us to do things. And the first time that God calls us to do something, we may think, Surely not, God. Surely that's not me. Remember the story very quickly of Peter, the story of Peter, and I think it's Cornelius, this Roman centurion. Cornelius was this guy, not Christian, Gentile, was praying to God and said, God, I need to hear more of the word. Peter was on the rooftop, a Jew, and he had this vision of these blankets of food coming down. Three times, God had to say, anything I call clean is clean, not unclean anymore. And he got it. At the meantime, this guy was calling. Peter said, I'm going to go. It's a bit weird because I'm a Jew, you're a Gentile. should not happen. It's not legal. I can't do this, but I'm going to obey God. Surely not. Surely not, God, you're telling me to do this. He turned up. What happened? The Holy Spirit fell on his household and all the people that turned up, a congregation, and they got saved. Born again, baptized, full of the Spirit, speaking in tongues. The Gentiles. See what happened? Something... That Peter said, could have said, surely not, surely not, God. Surely you can't be telling me to do this. Opens up the gospel. That's why we're here. We're here because of that. 
It opens up the gospel for the Gentiles. Sometimes the small thing that you think, God, I just, it feels awkward. I can't, I can't go there. I'm not sure about that. I, I, it's going to be out, way out of my comfort zone. Because there's, but I don't want you to be hindered to the gospel. Just go. Because in a moment you could open something up for an individual, for a people group. Isn't that exciting? For your neighbor. He wants to expand us, to stretch us. Coming to an end, I want to pray. We need faith. I need more faith. We need more faith. And then we remember God's work in our lives. Remember how faithful, we've just saying he's a good, good father. What a faithful God he is, isn't he? And to remember God's work in our lives over the years, through the good times, through the pain, through the anguish, God's love, God's work in our lives. As many of us, if not all of us, will have, will have a moment in our lives or some event in our lives that could turn us and say, I just don't want to do this anymore. Well, a lot of us could have that. There's pain. I could have. First time I was made an elder in another church, that week my brother dropped dead. My younger brother. And the enemy said, you don't really want to do this, do you? I had a decision to make, sat next to my dead brother. I prayed for him to be raised from the dead because you've got to do that, haven't you? Tried twice, didn't happen. I had to make a decision. I don't understand it. I'm a bit annoyed about this because I was looking forward to my brother being with me for quite a few more years. But I trust you, God. I have no idea what's happened and why, but I trust you. Sometimes I just have to make a decision. And then the Spirit honoured that was it easy of course it wasn't is it still yeah sometimes but sometimes we say look despite everything else i'm going to decide to follow jesus and trust him because there's nothing else and there's no one else and without that i am completely lost we're all we've all got stories you know we remember god's work in our lives amazing times breakthroughs. I still pray expecting people to be healed. I still pray for people to be raised from the dead. Why? Because it's not about me. It's about a God of miracles who wants to resurrect. Psalm 145, and we're coming into land now. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. This is not enough to enjoy them. Proclaiming. The people you work with, the people you live next to or nearby, they want to hear the works of God. And when they tell you their story, which more and more people are, they're not telling you, they're telling God. They want someone to hear. I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. So let's remind ourselves. Finally, another thing to help us get our edge back is to be those who are constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. Constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. Not the force. The force is strong in this one. No, it's not a force person 
of the Trinity, precious person of the Trinity, that we have a relationship with. I love the Holy Spirit. I mean, I love the Father and the Son, but I love the Holy Spirit. Hovering over the waters at the beginning of everything. Whoa. The one who raised Jesus from the dead. The one who now lives within you as a seal and a promise. Isn't that fantastic? The same Holy Spirit. Wow. God, you're so good. The Spirit has come. We were dead. Now we're alive. And the purpose of the Spirit is not only gifts or to comfort us or to make us happy. It's to make us a missional people. We tell of his goodness because he is good. And it's not necessarily, like I said, saying, yes, come to Jesus and everything can be amazing. Look, just look at my life. Now you can say, this was rubbish, but I stood firm. They were against me, but I knew the strength of God. It's tough. Be thirsty. Are you thirsty? Revelation says, the spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life come. Thirsty for more? I'm going to pray in a minute. You see, when you drink a cup, what do you do? Imagine this is full of water. It's got a little bit in there. When you have a cup and it's full, come and drink. I'm willing, I'm willing the drink to come to me. It's overflowing. No, you, you have to put your lips and drink. Oh, I'm, waiting. I'm just waiting for the Holy Spirit. To, well, he will come and fill you up. But he says, well, I want you to come and drink. Come and drink. There's no more left. Sorry. <laughs> come and drink. And if you don't feel thirsty, ask God to give you a thirst. Can I say that high enough? (laughs) So, in conclusion, Jesus wants to resurrect and restore something to us. And I just want you to take a moment now, by yourself, to think, have I lost my edge somehow? Before we move into all this fantastic vision and thing that God's calling us as a church, where's my edge at? Has it been dulled? Have I overdone it and I've just worn myself down? I need to rest in God and come and get refreshed. Or have I just lost it for other reasons? Maybe you're tired and you can't seem to be as engaged maybe as you want to work. Rest is good, but God wants us re-engaged. So I just want just, to, just for a few moments, just think about that. And this is a good thing because God wants to just breathe life again. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to pray. So if you've, if you've lost your edge for any reason... 
If you feel like, I, I want God to restore promises, I, I need more faith. And, I, and I, I see God do his part, but I need to reach out again and do my part. Or I'm just weary. I, I just want to pray, and I'd, I'd love you just to receive from God. In the way you want to, whether you want to put your hands out, there's nothing special about that. But it just says, I'm submitting to you, and I'm ready to receive. I want to drink afresh. And I just want to pray for the Holy Spirit to come. Because there's a work of the Holy Spirit. It, it's all from him. You know, we talk about having faith. It, it, that's a gift as well. We can't somehow conjure it up. It's all from him. <laughs> because he loves you. And he wants to speak to you. And wherever you are in your life, whether you are in a place of pain at the moment and just not understanding he says, I just want you to lean and rest and trust me because I've got this and I will. Whatever you think it's out of your reach, I want to resurrect it. And at the right time, I'll say, well, just reach out and take it again. There's things in your life, promises, thing, an ache in your heart, thinking of, of you know, the now and not yet. I, I still believe, God, that you're calling to this. and there's still unfinished business. The Lord knows that. Something's happened to me even over the last year or two. And I've not been well and I've lost my edge somehow. The Lord just wants to breathe into you again and restore something. And like I want to say, first of all, it's not just then you can get up and then run in and to the work and then wear yourself out. But there is that. He says, I want you to see again where you've dropped something and I'm just going to throw, I'm going to remind you of the cross and submit it to me. And let's go and do some stuff together. Come to me with one little sword or one little pat of lunch. Let's go and see what the Lord will do. Let's go again. And even this morning, you might think, came back, when we all came back out of lockdown, I just went, there was a sigh in my heart. I thought, well, maybe go again. The Lord wants to lift that up and say, yeah, one more time, let's go. One more time, let's go for it together. Because it means people being saved and added. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask you, Holy Spirit, now to come. Thank you for these wonderful people. Thank you for this fantastic church. Thank you that you called them through over the years to where they are now and to where they're going and to what you've placed on their hearts. And I pray for a rise of faith I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come on each one in your power. We need your power, Lord Jesus, to come upon us. So I pray for each one, Holy Spirit, come in power. I pray for healing to come. I pray for people to be in their right mind, Lord Jesus. I pray for weariness to go. I pray for strength to come, even to our very bones. And I pray for a joy and a laughter. You said laughter and joy bring strength. And you, Lord Jesus, are our joy. You're our joy. So I pray, come Holy Spirit now. I pray for those that have been dulled for whatever reason, just lost a bit of an edge. And maybe just be subtle. I pray for a sharpening of your spirit to rise up once again, to resurrect something in the hearts and minds, to say, yes, I believe. I feel weak and feeble and I'm a bit dulled, but I know God can do this. 
I know God can do this. I know that my prayers are answered and they're important. I know that what I do, however small, has significance in eternity. I know because God's with me. I know it. So I pray a blessing on you and on your households. I pray that you would be blessed. And even in the struggles that we, we're all part of at the moment, financially and every other way, that actually we would model something else and be able to give away to those who have nothing. That's the gospel. But I pray, Holy Spirit, just come and fill us afresh now. So I just want to ask you, you just ask now for the Holy Spirit to come and fill you afresh and to restore something that maybe you've lost, maybe you've dropped. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Lord, you're so good. You're so good. We love you. Thank you, Jesus. They're going to say that every one of you should know that the Lord values you. You are valued. You are loved. You are significant. You are secure in him. There's nothing more you can do to be more accepted. So stop trying. He is, you are totally accepted in the Father because of what the Son has done. Thank you, Jesus. So I pray, come, Lord. I pray for this church. I pray, Lord Jesus, for growth, Lord Jesus, to come. That this place would be, in more ways than one, too small. I pray for the states nearby. I pray for the, the peaks, Lord, across. We pray, Lord, it all seems massive and yet at the same time too small. But we pray, God, move in power. I pray for salvation I pray for visitors and salvation on a weekly basis. But more than that, I pray that we want those ones that are sent out in the strength and in the weakness. That you're with us. That through the week, that we, this is just two hours on a Sunday morning. I pray use us through the week in our workplaces. Use our gifts. Lord, I pray again the full range of gifts to be explode right across this church to be used in the community. Oh, God, come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're amazing, God. We love you. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Brilliant. Great. Thank you, Paul. Let's just thank Paul for his time with us this morning. You know, you can take your blunt tax home with you. We don't want any blunt taxes here.